Welcome to the Dogs Are the Best Friends podcast. I'm Emily, and my best buddy, Flynn, is here too. Hello, my fellow Crazy for the Canines Pack members. This is episode 30. How did we get here? I'm kind of amazed. I started mid-May, wasn't totally sure where I was going, just wanted to share dog stories, and I've met the coolest people, and I feel so blessed. I hope that this has been a blessing to you as well. Today's guest is Gal, and she has some interesting things to share with us that I hope you'll have an open heart and mind about. Later on, I'll announce the next drawing. Let's get to it. Gal, if you could share with us about your dogs, because you have a unique situation with your dogs, you rely on them, but of course they become your child. Like we were just, we were just talking about, they become your fur child. So maybe you could talk a little bit and explain to the listeners about why your dogs are really unique, your situation with them. Well, I am totally blind and I have had five senile dogs in the course of my 40 years of being a dog owner, and they've all been different. I've had two shepherds who were female, Gretel and Lorraine. I've had a golden camber, and then I had Vinny, and he's um, three-fourths black lab, one-fourth golden, and then Sarge, he was one-half golden and one-half yellow lab. Uh-huh. And, and they've all been different and all been special in their own different ways. So you've had a bunch of dogs. And yeah. so, and it, I'm sure you bonded with each of them. It sounds like in unique ways oh, yeah. because unique oh, yeah. personalities per dog, right. but they all, it came down to all of them helped you survive like the, your surroundings and mm-hmm. making sure you get places safely and yeah. they have to be your eyes for you, which is a, a fascinating friendship and in partnership you haven't had a dog, a seeing eye dog your whole life. Right. So what, right. what is the contrast? Like, does it give you oh, okay. that much more independence? Would you say, is it that much of a difference to your life? There's the people that like walking with a cane and, and, and then there's the dog people. There's pros and cons for both cane travelers, the cane. Here's another thing excited people don't know. A cane's job is to find the object. Now, the object could be a wall, the object could be stairs, the object could be a bench, or the object could be a person. Right. Its job is to find that. I do not care. I'm, I'm sorry to say, people, I don't care if I run into you. Now, you might care, and you get all weirded out, too. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Ooh, <laughs> like, like, I don't know, you're going to get cooties or something, or, or you're like, it's going to harm us in some way. We do not care. You know, I care if I knock a little lady over. I care if the poor thing's in a walker and I just cremated her. I care about that. Sure. But basically, the cane is doing the cane's job and it finds you. So when I find you, I usually say, oh, nice to meet you. Because I'm finding you. You know, the cane's doing the cane's job. It's doing great. So don't be, don't be apologetic. You're just being your sighted person. You're just standing there. Now, if you're going to be stupid and walk in my path because you're on the cell phone, then I might have a problem with you. But if you're just doing your own thing, it's okay. You have the right to stand there. I have the right to run into you. <laughs> That's a good distinction and clarification because I know I try to get out of the way when I see someone coming with a cane. To, That's fine. We appreciate you know, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We appreciate that because basically we really don't want to run into you, but if we do, 
it's not your bad or my bad. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Right. With a dog, a CNI dog, their job is to go around the object. So if they find the object, that's their bad. So if they find the overhanging or they trip me off the curb or they run me into the bench. Um, now I can train them to find the bench or to try to find the light pole. That's a whole different issue. But basically their job is to go around the people. So if they sideswipe somebody like walking down the street and they kind of brush, you know, that person against me, then it's their bad and I have to correct them. And it's really hard to get the public to say, can you stand there for a minute? Because I want to make my dog run into you again. Right. <laughs> or not run into you again. So they just, they go, no, no, no. I go, no, no, please, please just stand there because then they need to remember that they need to go by you. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we should have a national mo- movement for that so that when a uh, seeing eye dog comes by with it, it's, its owner that if they run into you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, offer to stay put and help out. <laughs> Tell us about your last guy, because um, it sounds like that was quite a dramatic story, a big change in your life and his. Yeah. So if you, you could know, share with us. Yeah, it's always hard to lose a dog. And it's really hard for someone with a CNI dog because we're with them 24 seven, seven days a week. We never leave them. And our life is in their paws. Sarge, half golden, half yellow lab, had him for six months. Best dog I had really in 20 years. He was, he was phenomenal. Um, Really bonded, just, just a great dog. But he and I were walking to church one day and I had to walk a mile after I got off the bus and we were in the middle of two busy streets in Denver and because I'm blind I don't see like most people who are blind we don't see what's happening and we so we can't testify to what the real story is I'm crossing the street and the next thing I know is Sarge was growling and barking and carrying on with this other dog so the other lady had to have him on a 10-foot flexilead and she let her dog come at my dog in the middle of these two streets well what's wrong with that picture well there's cars in that street so you know the cars could come and hit me because now my dog's focus isn't on me it's on the other dog and in sarge's defense What's he to do if another dog's an inch away from his face? You know, he's going to defend himself or do what dogs do. Should he have done play? If it were play, should he have played in the street? No. If it were a dog attack, he was defending himself. And I don't know which one was going on. All I know is barking and growling and and going around and around in circles. The woman saying, it's okay. It's okay. Well, no, it wasn't okay. What part of that is okay? I knew as soon as it happened that he was going to have to be retired because because it's my safety. You can't take the chance that that would ever happen again. It's it's too big of a risk for CNI and and for me. And honestly, I don't know how I'm going to be with dog six. I don't know if there's going to be psychological damage or not. I don't know if I'm going to be freaked out every time I see another dog on the street with with me and my dog. I don't know that because I don't have that experience. What I do know is I made her 
guide me to this other side of the street. And here's what I wish I knew. I wish I knew it was a class three misdemeanor to interfere with a CNI dog in any way, which means either looking at a CNI dog, waving your hand at a CNI dog, making eyes at a CNI dog, much less petting a CNI dog or talking to the CNI dog, which people do. Hi, how are you, buddy? What's your dog's name? Mm. Or any, much less letting their dog interact with my dog. Oh my gosh. Misdemeanor. If I would have known that, I don't know if I could have made her stay, but I would have loved to think, I don't know if I could have done it. I don't know if I'm that kind of personality, but I would have loved to have said, you need to stay here. I need to call the police. I need to have them arrest you for a class three misdemeanor. Yeah, that's ridiculous that you even have to worry about somebody interacting with your dog. Very clear that you need that dog to help you. In this piece of literature I read before I came on, it said one third of all CNI partnerships get attacked by another dog. I think it's higher than that because I thought I read in a survey that was 90% of us that have had some kind of dog interference or attack. And why is it? Because people are not controlling their dogs. It's it's your responsibility to keep your dog on a short leash when around any dog, Absolutely. much less a CNI dog. It's your responsibility to have control over that dog. Like you said, you know, have a trained dog. It's so good. Yeah. Every dog should be yeah. trained. And it's really not that hard. It takes yeah. some time, but the rewards and the benefits to not only you, but other people are just so huge that it's worth it. You need, it needs to be a priority. Absolutely. So, I'm huge on that too. Absolutely. If you own a dog, take responsibility right. and train it. And if if you do do something horrible with the team, at least yeah. say you're sorry. You know, she had no idea what she did. She just said it was okay. She had no idea what the consequences of her behavior, which caused the retirement of that $70,000 dog. After six months, you only got six months with him. Six months. That is insane to yeah. me. And so she never yeah. apologized and nobody was able to check her down or get any justice for you then? No, no, because she left and I immediately called the trainer and he said, he's retired. Yeah. And I said, I know. I mean, I, and I was totally devastated. I mean, I'm so yeah. devastated. It's like, oh, that's dog I had. We just had bonded. I remember walking down the street a couple of weeks, maybe before that. And he stopped for something and I got it. I went, oh, because I, because it's hard when you're blind. Because I don't know sometimes if the dog's farting around, right? And <laughs> you know, like how do I know they're going that way because they feel like going over and sniffing a corner, or if they're really doing their job? And right. so it's yeah. a trust thing. And so this one day he went around, but he definitely went around something. Definitely came back, and I went, oh, there really is something here, Sarge. And I bent down and I hugged him. No. And I went, good boy. And I just, and he licked my face. Oh. And I just went, we both got it. You know, it's like, did I do good? Yes, you did. Good boy, buddy. You know, so we just had that experience where I felt like, wow, we really are bonding. And yeah. we got it. And then that happened. And this is so important that you're sharing this because people are going to start to understand just why it's so important not to talk to a dog that's at work, but also that the, how long it takes for you to bond and to even get the dog in the first place. And so this is really educational and so helpful for everyone to understand 
your point of view and why it is so crucial that we respect that dog. And I, I've had medical alert, um, d- you know, people on before mm-hmm. with medical alert dogs, I should say, and they have explained their frustration and people not respecting that that dog is there to work and to save their mm-hmm. life like nine to 12 yeah. times a day. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It, and then you, oh my gosh, to save your life from traffic. And if you fall off a curb the wrong way, you could break bones and who knows. Oh, yeah. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's truly life-saving for you as well. So this is so helpful to understand, but so Sarge, he, so he didn't die. Cause at first when I, when yeah. we were started talking off that, maybe he got hit by a car or something. So no, he, no. he got retired from working with you. And right. so He's, what is his life now? What is he doing now? As far as I know, he is off somewhere in the United States, which I'll never know where. And he's, um, they love him. He's a police dog because he loved playing ball. Uh, <laughs> I guess they look for that trait in being a police, good police dog. And he is, from what I know, he is sniffing out lithium batteries in prisons because the prisoners aren't supposed to have cell phones. So he's checking it all out to make sure that they're not having their little cell phones. And so he's, that's what he's doing. Wow. Interesting. I didn't even know they use dogs for that. I guess what I want to ask you is as I'm a seeing person, how do I, you know, or any seeing personnel, what do you want to share? Like when we see you with the dog, when you finally get your dog again and have another dog with you, how should we act? You know, should we just completely try to move like five feet away if we can, or just give us like the rundown? What's the best way so that we can serve you and be kind to you and do the right thing? Well, yeah, you know, if you, if at all possible, I think, you know, being on, not interacting with us is probably a good thing. However, with that said, there are narrow sidewalks that you can't always move away. So I would say control your dog. If it's a little dog, maybe pick up the little dog. Maybe if it's a bigger dog, put your dog at sit. And then say, uh, I'm gonna, or if you're walking by, but still have your dog on a short leash, have it controlled. That's the main thing. You have to have your dog controlled. Absolutely. And then just say, hi, I'm on your left. I have a dog. And then I'll probably just smile and go, okay, thanks. You know, I because I, I don't want to interact with you. Because if I interact with you, it's sort of like texting and driving. My focus isn't on my dog, which, cause it's my lifeline to the world. Right. So I need to focus there, but just letting me know you're there and control your dog. That's the main thing. Say, acknowledge yourself. Cause I probably will know because my dog probably will be pulling. I'll probably know that something's up. So right. it's probably okay to go on your left, have a dog. It's, it's controlled. You're okay. Great. Thanks. Yeah. That really helps because that's so visual. And this is for us and people that see like what we need to do. We need to make that dog sit, make it stay put, you know, get out of the way if, the, if we can. But right. that really helps because so many of us have dogs that we're walking in and we love walking with them. And, right. you, you know, obviously we need to be able to communicate with you and let you know. And so that's wonderful. That gives us the words and what to do and everything. So that's, thank you. That's great. Yeah. Don't, don't put it in a long leash. Don't think it wants to play with my dog. It's never appropriate for your dog to play with my dog. Never. Right. You know, and, and it's never okay for you to pet my dog, even when they're at sit. Here's the deal, too, that people need to know. Even when my dog's at sit and I'm at a corner or something where it's okay, or I'm at, I'm at a restaurant or I'm hanging out in the concert on the days that we do all those things, it's people think it's okay to come and pet the dog. I'll, I'll even catch people 
and they'll and with their hand on the dog, and I'll pick their hand up and they'll say, I'm not petting the dog. And I if oh my gosh. their hand is on the head. It's like, really? What part of this is not petting the dog? But here's what happens. Wow. Every time someone interacts with my dog, a little pet like that when it's sitting down resting, taking a load off its feet, whatever. And it looks like no big deal. Anytime you're interacting with that dog in harness, it's undermining the team, the success of the team. And it little by little takes away that $70,000 training. And before you know it, I don't know it. And the dog doesn't know it. But all of a sudden, I'm noticing like, oh, he's not acting like he used to. All of a sudden, he's not, he's he's liking people more than he should. All of a sudden, he's going towards people and maybe trying to get a handout or some kind of food or, or maybe just wanting to get a pet. What's that about? Well, that's about the people have done it without me knowing it. And he's looking for that now. So it undermines the success of the team. You know, that's... <laughs> That is so good that you said that because people just don't think of the long-term issues that they're causing by something so small. They're going to think it's not a big deal, but you're helping to put illustrate how it is a big deal. Seventy thousand dollar dog, you can't you can't do that, you know. So here's the other question: like I'm a fellow dog lover, so if I'm standing next to you on the street and we're waiting to cross the street, you know, when the light changes, should I even talk to you then? Like should I not even like to you, not your dog, but to you, just say, oh, your dog's beautiful or something like that. But don't worry. I'm not petting him, but you know, like, should we even talk to you or just leave you alone then? I guess is the question. You could say I'm here on your left or something like that. Or you could say a beautiful dog and I might go, thanks, but I'm going to try to not do too much because I'm going to want to be concentrating on the traffic or something. Or, um, and you might even hang back and let us do our work and then cross the street before you do, if you have a dog, you know, um, that way, we can do our job and then you can go do your job, you know, because it wouldn't hurt you to wait a cycle, but because sure. um, that dog could cause a distraction in the middle of the street. So it, it might be, be better for you to step back a little bit. Just let you be know you're there and then step back, you know, pretty dog. Great. Thanks. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, it just helps to know because I mean, we, we don't know what we're doing. You know, we have all these visual cues and you don't. And so we need to respect that, you know, that you guys are pretty much, you're, you're like, you know, it might look like it's a dog and a human, but it's a, it's a team. It's a, right. you know, it's a big, big team that's going and, forward. <laughs> so, and you're a distraction, no matter yeah. what you were doing, you're a distraction. Yeah, so true. I am so grateful to Gal. She is so honest and she really taught us a lot today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you'll remember the next time you see someone with a seeing eye dog that we need to Keep it in check, our love of dogs, and go pet another dog. In honor of Sarge, this week's drawing is for a Chuck It, which can throw the ball really far and helps wear a dog out. Flynn could vouch for that, I promise. Just tag me, dogs are the best friends, com, com, on Instagram, or tag me on Facebook, and you'll be entered in. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd share it with another dog lover that could use an uplifting, educational dog story. I hope you have a great week, and I don't know about you, but I'm just going to focus on my sweet pup and his unconditional love, and I'm going to forget about some of the craziness of the world, because yes, I need that this week. (laughs) 
I send you love and light.